This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I think Simulu is going to be on that same track, but he has to stop doing He doesn't have to. What I mean is like, I feel like for me as somebody who wants to be a big fan of his, who is going to support and root for him, you're getting so caught up in social media shit. You're doing kid shit right now. You're you're, you're trying to be the social media warrior. Cut that shit out. Social media is also a tool. It's not for you to always voice your personal opinions about every little fucking thing. You don't have to. So like, like in five, four, I did it again. (laughs) <laughs> three two i did it the, the Korean way again two one hello everybody welcome to another episode of the genius brain podcast i am your host david so and i have my co-host for the day ed park what's up instagram ed park vp if you guys are listening to this podcast for the first time welcome you are going to either be surprised you're going to hate me but most likely i'm going to leave an impression on you you stupid bitch yeah. so- <laughs> But uh, thank you guys for joining in on another fucking episode. Cheers. I got my wine up today. My man has his vodkas. My vodka. Dude, did you see uh, Did you see the, the pictures of Kim Jong-un? Dude. He, he looks, looks so much weight. <laughs> you know he looks the, like, a, like a K-pop star. You like know what it. the sad thing is? When yeah. I saw that, I was like, it reminds me of myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We also both lost a lot of weight. Yeah. So when I see that, I'm like, holy shit. All those like Kim Jong-un jokes, the same. Yeah. Now, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm at a crossroads. Like, I'm kind of happy for the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, as, a, as a fat guy, yeah, a fat guy like, I'm proud of you, bro. <laughs> it's like, you're doing good work yeah, out good there. Job. You know? <laughs> you dictator. You, you can probably change some of your politics. But, like, yeah. you know? <laughs> That's fucking funny. We're like, we feel uh, morally just like this obscurity right now. It's like, hey, fuck this guy, but I'm really proud of you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Our personal pain, I relate to being fat. Yeah. I get it, dude. Yeah, you lost I, some weight. I literally thought that guy was going to die in the next five years being that big. Mm-hmm. But now he's like, yeah, I don't know. Well, who knows? Maybe he's losing weight because he's sick. You see that? And that the the, the photo that they have of him, he's in a lighter colored suit because he lost weight. He's, he doesn't <laughs> He doesn't have to hide it. Yeah, he doesn't have to hide the curves. Yeah, I'm going to wear the gray. Yeah. Maybe it's like a light tan. <laughs> if you notice his haircut, his fades a lot cleaner too. Yeah, dude. He flew over like a Mexican or black barber over there. Yeah. <laughs> Vince the barber just kind of faded him up real quick. Asian glow dude. up. That's fucking funny, man. Yeah, when I saw that, I felt that, that weird emotion. It's like, fuck him. But hey, good for you, bro. Getting yeah. that health in check. Are you on keto? <laughs> <laughs> he hoards all of the, the pork and all the pigs just to himself so he can get all that good pork belly. Maybe he just decided to lose weight. He goes, so this is what it's like to starve. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I just wanted to know what my people oh, are going through. Oh, yeah. man, that kind of hurts. <laughs> <laughs> 
but it's not a big deal. You know? <laughs> look like, at me. I look beautiful. Yeah, I did. I did. Why you die? Yeah. I look so nice now. I finally listened to the, uh, the, the Yunmi Park podcast all the way through. Right. It's pretty fucking intense, man. Yeah. It's and crazy. It's weird because when I was younger, I remember my dad, um, uh, you know, because like all the churches would do, you know, fundraisers for North Korea and stuff. My dad had videotapes of somebody who, when I look back at it now, I thought it was like some kind of like documentary. It wasn't a documentary. Uh-huh. I think it was people who went over there and they um, recorded what it was like living in North Korea because right. it was on VHS tapes. So mm-hmm. when I was looking at this video as a kid, I thought it was a documentarian that put this out. But I think the uh, Somebody my dad was working with went over there and recorded shit and brought it back or something. Wow. So I, I fucking had that memory when I was listening to the the full Young Me Park podcast. Yeah. I was like, I remember I walked in. And the only reason why I remember this shit is because there was a recording of how they were living in the villages. And there was uh, a lady that was washing herself, uh, like washing her clothes in the fucking river. Yeah. Right. And she was watching in the river or pond or something like that. And then she was like topless. And then my mom looked at my dad. She goes, You, you like watching this shit, huh? <laughs> Being a, a voyeurist on North Korea. And my dad's like, They're starving. You, These are North Koreans. She goes, Yeah, you freaking punte. You like watching this shit? And my dad's like, What the fuck are you talking about, dude? It's like, yeah, it's like National Geographic, yeah. you know? <laughs> no, it really was like that. My dad's yeah. just like, look at this. Like, look how sad they live. And then my mom gets like, jealous and she goes, Yeah, I like watching bony, starving women. The jealousy of a woman, dude. Of a wife in love with her husband still at that age. My goodness. But I was cracking up because when I was listening to that podcast, it's weird how these these things just spark a memory. Yeah. I completely forgot about this fucking memory. And then it just hit me. I was like, holy shit, that wasn't a documentary. That was somebody who he was working with, or it was like the church, you know, Korean community that they're working with to, to fundraise and raise awareness. Yeah. They recorded or smuggled out like videotapes of this shit. It was on a VHS that my dad was watching. Wow. Yeah. Damn. My sister was actually in North Korea when Kim Jong-un, oh, Kim Jong-il died. So she was there for that crazy big like funeral shit. Going Where they were all pretending to cry. Yeah. She was there for that. That's what, it sparked my memory because I was like, oh shit, I forgot Sora went to North Korea. She was <laughs> like, in North Korea when, when it happened. Di- yeah. And she, she, she like saw from afar like this, the lines of people. And the person she was with, do you remember in the news, Kenneth Bay? He's from Washington State too. I mean, it was a coincidence. The kid that got murdered? No, no, no. It's an older Korean man. He's like, a, he was like a missionary in North Korea, but he was doing like tours. But what he was really doing was like, sending missionaries into North Korea. Oh my so God. he was in prison for a while and then then they brought him out. So I was like, holy shit. My sister was reading news like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> Did she wonder if she was going to get tour out? Guide. <laughs> She's, was she wondering if she was going to get out? A bit. I think, I, I don't remember the story, but I'm sure she said that they were just like, let's get out of here. <laughs> like ASAP. Oh, and they they just kicked you guys, them all out to get out. I don't know if they kicked them out, but they might've cut in, cut their trip short because i think she was mainly in china yeah and then she was in north korea for like a couple weeks or when i was watching um some footage it was on youtube and somebody was doing like tour stuff right and obviously they did uh, voiceovers after the fact mm-hmm. and so they were talking about or you could see footage of this fabricated village <laughs> this fabricated food like when you look from afar yeah it looks like a banquet but when you get closer it's all dusty yeah it's not even real food yeah like the fuck is this shit you know what i mean oh for sure so like when i was in china too i went to the border 
along the river, um, like so, like east, east, northeast China, and then um, looking at North Korea from the other side, and I'm looking through binoculars, and there's a city there, right? And you see trucks and people walking around, but then our guide was like, "Just stay here for longer. Keep watching them, right?" And you know what? It's the same truck going in circles, and it's the same people just doing menial bullshit, like carrying things to one place, put it down, and then they pretending pretending to do to be doing shit just so it's like fishing, and there's no line. Yeah. <laughs> so if you look closely, they're just like these fucking background actors dude just doing this weird loop it's fucking crazy yeah that's why i was talking about you know we mentioned on the podcast i remembered what the drama's name was it's called it was crash landing on you yeah okay yeah that's why that shit was so stupid to me <laughs> of course like she what if she lands she's like i'm hungry i'm starving they're like so are we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do you have any food he's like don't you look delicious. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the concept that, that shit was so crazy. Dude, I think I also heard like a couple North Koreans got caught watching that. And they mm. were sent to prisons. For yeah. watching the K-drama. That drama in particular. Really? <laughs> yeah. We did a metric uh-huh. on, um, I think Just Kidding Films did a metric years ago. And then you could see where you're getting viewership from. We had one viewer in North Korea. What? Yeah. <laughs> What, what, what do you the get the fuck? internet? You guys Fucking, have internet? <laughs> dude, that's why I got hella scared because I always imitate Kim Jong-un. I bet it's Kim Jong-un. He's the only one with the internet yeah, in North like, Korea. Oh, you think you're so funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's not how I talk. Maybe he was just like Googling himself and then you popped yeah, up. I, know, I popped up. He's like, oh, what am I doing there? <laughs> so what would my life be like if I was on there? And that's what <laughs> Kim Jong-il was. That was the character. Yeah. What would his life be like if he had, if you lived in the States? That's Crazy. I'm pretty sure it was him. You know, here's something <laughs> so funny. So uh, years ago, and I was just talking about this uh, with a homie of mine, but there was a stand-up comic at the time years ago that I I told you about this guy, but I'm pretty sure he he's fine with me now. But back uh-huh. in the day, he fucking did not like me. Right. I actually didn't know who he was. Uh, I didn't know anything about him. So we had a college show together out in Berkeley, and there was it was it was a Korean event. So all these different Korean performers were out there. And at the time, I already met Dumb before, but Dumb yeah. was at the show too as well. And so um, I was being, I was the headliner and then he was before me, right? His set was so fucking funny. Like I was an instant fan. I'm like, this dude is fucking hilarious, cracking the hell up. So one of our mutual friends introduces me to him, comes up and I'm about to shake his hand. I'm like, hey bro, the name's David and he just like straight up kind of like swatted my hand away. And I remember this moment because my blood just started boiling. Right. And you know, when I was younger, I was way more short tempered. Oh, for sure. And, and, I, and I think like when you, something happens here, right? Especially as a guy, when you kind of let your guard down and you give somebody praise, you let, you let your ego go away, right? yeah. especially because we're in the same field as stand up yeah. comedy. And so I was just excited for him, right? When there's somebody who's dope out there, I don't give a fuck. I never look at these people as competition. I just am happy to see somebody in the space that is an Asian American who I think is a fucking funny stand-up comic. Go up, he fucking straight up disses me. I don't know who this guy is. And I instantly get mad, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, what the fuck? And I start walking up to him. And after this is after he turned his back and walked away. And then Abe grabs me. 
right? <laughs> Abe, Abe is my manager, by the way. He grabs me. He goes, hey, you can't do Sacramento shit here. Yeah. I was like, no, this fool wants, if he wants to fucking scrap, let's fucking go, right? And it's- <laughs> you, You're supposed to go up next time. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to fuck this guy up real quick. And the funny thing is, it would have been the funniest fight on earth because this dude looked exactly like me. Yeah. <laughs> It would yeah. have literally been, people wouldn't have known. It's like, how is David still beating his own ass? Yeah. Like it would have just been this weird fight because we looked exactly alike. See, that's why I don't understand some of the uh, comments from our last podcast when we were dissing. Well, we weren't dissing. We were critiquing uh, Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. And then they were saying, you know, like they were comparing you to Simu's. Like you guys are two different type of people i can understand the beef you're having with this guy because you guys are like we look exactly yeah, alike. Look alike we honestly too it's like if 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 somebody told me to go fuck myself i'd fuck him yeah. <laughs> like, you know <laughs> you know yeah so, <laughs> sorry yeah <laughs> so like you know it's so weird and by the way let me just tell you just right now, I still like the guy. <laughs> you yeah, know? I yeah. still really like him because it doesn't change the fact that he's fucking funny. Yeah. And the reason why I bring this up is because he had this funny ass stand up bit. And uh, it was a stand up bit about him. Uh, he went to go to, to South Korea to go to the DMZ, the demilitarized zone. Yeah. And he said that when he was there, he, rem- he grabbed some binoculars to look over what was going on. And he saw a North Korean guard. He looked at him and was like, what? Because <laughs> he thought it was Kim Jong Un. Like, going back and forth, like what the fuck? How is he over there? You know, and that shit had me dying. And you know, yeah. even after that altercation, I still liked his comedy. I didn't personally like him as a person at that yeah. point. Um, but what was explained to me specifically by Dumb, because Dumb is a friend of his as well, he was like, at the time, a lot of stand-up comics found YouTubers as just lazy competition. It's right. like, how come I get to be on this scene as a stand-up comic for X amount of years? You get to step in and then you're the headliner of the show. I deserve this more than you. Right. And I guess at the time too, I didn't know this because I stopped watching Mad TV at this point, but he actually used to feature on Mad TV because he's a friend of Bobby Lee's and he used to play uh, Kim Jong-un. Whoa. And I had the Kim Jong-il character. Yeah. I didn't know this. I've never seen his shit, right? right? So- how could I have copied this? Also, by the way, bro, you're not the you're not actually Kim Jong Un. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot of people who did impersonations yeah, of that. There's I, a lot of people who do impersonations of every single one of our presidents. Exactly. Right. So I, you know, I I do understand where he's coming from, especially because he's worked so hard to be where he was at, and you know, for this new wave to come in of a bunch of YouTubers who you know, seemingly are taking his spots that he feels that he deserves, especially a guy who looks exactly like him. Yeah. He's going to feel a certain way. I just felt like at that time, I wish he would have approached it differently because I wanted to be his friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not going to lie. I heard him uh, call you an editor. Yeah. He just said, yeah, you know, why are you so, why is he so big just because he's good at editing videos? Yeah. <laughs> like, and I think what he like, didn't like at the time too, is that I did that stand-up set and I fucking killed. Yeah. But he doesn't know. I've been doing stand up almost just as long as him. Yeah. He didn't know he doesn't know that though, right? It's like a, a person a kid who just did YouTube just can't start doing stand up. Right. I started doing stand up when I was 16 fucking years old. He was never there. Right. So it's like the idea that people kind of create these fake enemies out of their head to justify justify justifies justify how they feel about somebody because maybe they felt like they're being jipped out sucks because at the time I 
I could have even looked up to him because yeah. I thought he was that great of a stand-up. And I still think he's a great stand-up, you know? Yeah. But it was one of those things. It was like he felt that I was competition. And there was never competition. Everybody can eat out here. Yeah. Everybody can. And if anything else, if we banded together, how funny of a sketch could we have made it? Yeah. <laughs> it would have been so fucking funny. Yeah. I'm, I, there was actually someone who proposed this sketch idea to me because he's friends with the other guy. Yeah. And then he was like, yo, can you can you get David to, you know, do this skit with us? And I was like, well, what is it, right? And it's with him and you. And it was a skit of you guys at the same audition. And oh, how guys, funny would that have been? <laughs> and you guys were having an argument. It never went through, I guess. They never made it. But yeah. I mean, it would have been great, but he he didn't like me at the time. Yeah. I mean, I heard he's like, he's okay with me now, but yeah. I just didn't understand. It's like, bro, I've never done anything to you. And if anything else, I should have had your respect because I've been doing stand-up just as long as you have. Mm-hmm. But once again, he didn't know. And, you know, when you already have a preconceived notion about somebody and you assume what they were and what they've done without having a conversation with them or let them all even just researching a little bit. Sometimes you don't have to do have the conversation, but he could have just asked around and people would have told him, yo, he's been on the stand-up scene for a long time since he yeah. was a kid. Because yeah. at that time I was, what, 24 years old, 25 maybe? No, 25 years old. So that's nine years in already. Yeah. Nine years in as a 16-year-old. So I, I wish at that moment it didn't happen that way. But if somebody asked me now, oh, do you think he's funny? I'm like, yeah, he's still funny. Yeah. I just wish he wasn't so mean to me. <laughs> you know? It's the, it's the same way I feel about Phil Wickham. <laughs> Sometimes I just can't stop listening to his music. He's just an asshole. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, I think he's still a really cool. Yeah, I'll say his name. You guys probably know. If I already say his name is Danny Cho. Yeah. I love Danny Cho, dude. Like, if you look, at, he was, he did a set on Kim's A Comedy. I thought his was like the funniest one. Oh, right, right. His set was so fucking funny, man. No, I've been there to a couple of his shows. He's fucking hilarious. He's hella funny, dude. It was just like the the way he felt about you. Because, you know, at, at the time I was living in K-Town, I was pretty, I'd seen him a lot. That there was like. He was always at Blue. Yeah. Between he and, he and I and like whatever, it was always whatever cool but then it was just like man but why do you feel this way <laughs> like, <laughs> like what what did david do to you yeah <laughs> right like did i steal your material i didn't do any of that stuff i didn't steal any of your shit i i only knew about him at that show and i started watching a stand-up and i just thought he was the funniest dude so like always you know wishing success on, upon somebody like that <clears throat> especially because he's another korean dude he's another asian guy and i think at the time like even for me i was always hypercritical of other asian comics yeah who would just do the typical asian jokes but didn't have a lot of nuance yeah. he always had nuance he would always talk about where he's from and how he grew up as a korean guy and i just thought he was just so fucking good at what he did yeah so and i heard he's doing stand-up comedy in, in korea now he's like He's like spearheading stand-up comedy yeah, in uh, I, South Korea. I remember I, I seen clips of that where he goes up there and then he does stand-up. Like, because stand-up is fairly new in, in South Korea, right? Because mm-hmm. usually comedy shows are like, they're more SNL-ish. But yeah. they're like Very 10 slapstick. times. Yeah, slapstick and like way goofier. Mm-hmm. But he's just doing the thing where he's up there and then they just speak. And when they speak, people, you know, react not to a gag or a kind of goo it's very charlie chaplin stuff out there for the longest time so if you guys watch like years ago uh south korean uh comedy shows very prop heavy Mm -hmm. um a lot of exact very theater like it was like old school korean theater yeah you know and those were and they were it's so fucking funny and there's a lot of korean wordplay um Danny Cho was out there spearheading the thing of, hey, we don't need this. We can be funny with just our words and our stories. Yeah. And he's like one of the bigger dudes out there from what I've heard, yeah. which is kind of cool because I didn't even know he could speak Korean that well. His Korean is fucking hella good. <laughs> well, he's also like, I remember he was telling me too, he's actually a, like a, a black, a Taekwondo black belt. 
Like, and in what could, world? Yeah, he, he grew up in East LA and he grew up doing Taekwondo. But that too. makes sense. I, we all yeah. did Taekwondo. Yeah. I was a red belt stripe. Yeah. So I'm, I, I have huge respect for him for sure. <clears throat> like, but I, I think a lot of people get confused. Like when we're out here, like we're just talking shit about people. <laughs> yeah. And I think There's like, difference. I mean, ex, you know, we'll go back to this too. It's like, uh, we're, you know, we were critiquing um, or reviewing uh, Shang Chi, yeah, and I went to. Why do you hate Simu Liu so much? It's yeah. like we're talking about the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I kept seeing comments like you're just jealous of Simu, dude. That shit, bro. <laughs> when I saw this, I started thinking of writing a sketch where I'm Shang Chi, yeah. and it was the funniest <laughs> thing ever, dude. The, you know that scene where you take off the shirt, yeah, and then you're in the arena. I just pictured me taking off my shirt and everybody booing me. <laughs> <laughs> they just call you Shang Nom. Yeah, yeah. Sh- <laughs> Shang-nom. Shang-nom. The legend of the Shipseki. Legend of the fucking Shipseki. That is the Shipanji. So, no, the Panji, dude. Yeah. That'd be hella funny. Let's do it. Let's just get a green screen. Green screen. Just do yeah, Shang-nom. We've done that before. You, could, hey. you guys can find some old shit where I put them in Batman Begins. Oh, bro. We are doing Shang-nom for sure. Yeah. That's happening next that week. Shit. We're filming that shit. Yeah. It's been a long time. Shang-nom. Dude, hella funny. Fuck yeah. Yeah, people are like, you wish you could be in that role. It's like... How? How? <laughs> dude, I saw some behind the scenes. I saw Simulu doing his dude, own stunts. Hell look. Dude, dude, the bus scene shit. Yeah. He, did, he did like some of his own stunts. That was amazing. I was watching it like, there's no way David's going to do this shit. <laughs> like, you'd only get Danny Cho to be your stunt though. I, I just hit Danny Cho. I was like, hey bro, I know you don't like me, but I need you to hit this backflip. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to hit this fucking backflip, please. But if you haven't checked out Danny Cho, check out his stand-up, man. Like literally one of the funniest like Korean stand-up comics out there. You know, he's killing it out in South Korea. So if you're Korean, watch him too. But that was the thing too. Just when when we go into like these movie critiques, right? They're like, well, why are you hating on it so much? You know, what we said about this film was no different from the other films that we've critiqued as well. I think there was just like an emotional thing. It's like- It took it very personally. It's like when when Black Panther came out, if there were other black creators that said they didn't like it, they probably would have got crucified too. Oh, yeah. But the difference between, I think, what a lot of other people are doing and what I do is that I don't really have an an emotional tie to Hollywood or wanting to be a Hollywood star. And I enjoy my life and what I'm doing now. And I want to stay opinionated this way. Um, And once again, these are just opinions. You know, these are, guess what? You fucking love it. I'm glad you love it. Yeah. I don't have to love it too, though. We're not like angry at you guys for loving it, but you guys are angry at us for not. Yeah. <laughs> but you're saying we didn't hate it. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the, I think it's funny too, because I believe a lot of the explanation because, what you know, when you, look, I'm like that way too. When I hear something that affects me emotionally, we, we tend to block out half of the reason that comes with um, the words that were said that hurt our feelings. Yeah. Right. So look, I understand. And they're like, you wouldn't fucking, I watched the film twice. Yeah. You know, even after I said I wouldn't, (laughs) you know, and my opinion still stands. Everything that I said, my opinion still stands. I I, I saw it twice too. I I had my opinions the first time. Second time, I just felt more reassured. Yeah. And I I think too, it's like uh, one of the reoccurring comments of that was um, all this stuff was explained. I was like, listen, we're not saying that it wasn't explained. I'm saying we're saying that it wasn't explained well. And it was, and there wasn't enough reasoning for character motive. Yeah, this is the 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 biggest difference. They go, oh, what do you want this information spoon fed? I was like, the problem is, it was spoon fed. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like like through 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 my exposition. Yeah, we're saying 
through the art of film, the golden rule is show, don't tell. Yeah. You know, there are things that we need to see. There's mm-hmm. a reason why this it's not Shang-Chi, the podcast. One of the arguments that I dislike when the people bring up Marvel films, they go, it's a Marvel film. What, yeah, did, you what did you expect? Oh my God. I, I read that you? one too. Yeah. You're, that means you're discrediting all the <clears throat> dope fucking Marvel movies that have made billions of dollars and rate like above you know, 8.9 on yeah, like They didn't IMDb. have these issues that we're talking about now. They're yeah. like, well, this is an origin film. So was Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> so was Iron Man 1. So, exactly. So was Black Panther. <laughs> exactly. It's like they were all great fucking films. Yeah. And to be honest with you, they didn't have the same pitfalls that this film had. So yeah. I, you know, for me, the upsetting part is as an Asian American, I think we got jit. Yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> you so know, um, I follow. So do you remember every frame of painting? Yes. YouTuber fucking great as video essays. On yeah. Filmmaking. Love his videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, he retired. Now this other a Chinese Canadian dude uh, does like a film uh, theory, like essays, right? And he's called Accented Media, I think, or Accented Cinema. Yeah. Right. But, uh, you know, he he has this like very thick Chinese, uh, French Canadian accent, but it's very much picking up where every frame of painting left off. And he did a Shang-Chi thing too. And he said something that finally is like, this is what we're talking about. Um, the problem with Shang-Chi being that it perpetuates the the foreigner aspect of Asian Americans. Mm. That we are the perpetual foreigner. That we don't actually belong in America. Mm. Because the way Shang-Chi is portrayed, it's not fully an Asian American film. You know? He's in Asia. He's in, they go to Asia essentially saying he's going back. The journey is going back home. Mm-hmm. And the whole setting of the film too is celebrating Chinese culture, Chinese history. Chinese mythology, right? Not what makes us Asian American, right? And the things we deal with pretty much here in America. Because if you also noticed, none of the stakes were held against us as Americans yeah. or, or anyone in San Francisco. All of the stakes happen in an imaginary world, just like Narnia. Because mm-hmm. what happens when they leave Narnia and come back to the regular world? It's just like, they're back in a bar. Yeah. Or even Harry Potter. All the crazy shit really happens at Hogwarts. You know, it, it, there's no real stakes to the real world. They just have to keep it secret kind of thing. I feel like the satisfaction meter for a lot of Asian Americans who feel like they haven't been able to see, you know, people who they could really envision as a hero. The, the satisfaction bar is a lot lower. They're like, what are you talking about? They they talked about, you know, oh, my mom would have loved to have a daughter who's studying at this bus. Like that touched. I was like. That's all it took for you guys to feel that you're seen and heard. This one joke, yeah, like, and you know, could have heard anywhere on, on so many other shows and TVs and movies. And yeah, so maybe the standard is different, right? Yeah. But I, I just, you know, I think we love watching film, and we've seen so much like Asian American cinema and film that for me, it just wasn't enough. Yeah, because I hate people saying it's good enough. We're better than good enough. Yeah, like. We are so much better than fucking good enough. And I just, I get tired of hearing that stuff. That why, why is it, is it, I mean, how many people is it? But it's, it's the vocal, you know, people in the comments, but like, why not have excellence? Yeah. Why can't we be excellent? Yeah. You know, why can we be, why is it good enough? Because it reminds you of your parents giving you yeah. shit, you know, maybe we're that way. That's what we expect. Yeah. You know, sorry, too, but. I went to a big event with a bunch of Asian actors. And to be honest with you, a lot of them agreed with it, you know? And I think like one of the things that um, 
one of my buddies said, he goes, yeah, man, like I agreed with most of your stuff. There's some stuff right. I disagreed with, but in all honesty, if we don't critique ourselves and we don't expect ourselves to elevate from what's given to us, then how do we get better? So same thing. My friends said the same thing. They were like, I felt off leaving it. Like I'm supposed to like it. But they were saying, you know, after they heard our podcast that it was like, oh, that's why that's I didn't why, like yeah. it. That's what a lot you of my put friends into said too. words, what we were feeling. Yeah. yeah. They were like, that's so, that's so fucking crazy. Cause I had three friends that said that through uh, Instagram DMs. They're yeah. like, you know what, bro? <laughs> when I left, I, f- I liked it, but I couldn't express why I didn't. Right. You know? And they were like, that's what it was. Like it just, they, they felt uneasy about it. It's like this loyalty to enjoy this film. Right. Which once again, based on the action alone, I highly recommend to watch this film. Yes. I never said you shouldn't watch the film. I think you should. It's not a fucking Green Lantern. All right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not that bad. You know, it's not Green Lantern. Like Marvel still has higher standards than a lot of superhero movies. Exactly. So is it a terrible film? No. But there was a lot of stuff that I disliked about it. And I felt like that, you know, as a review, we have to nitpick yeah. on these and things. It was missing a lot. Because like, think about what we've been going through in this past year, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, the China virus or even like, uh, Asian attacks, the stop Asian hate stuff, right? Dude, Shang-Chi is an illegal immigrant. <laughs> yeah. should, there should be a story about him getting his legal status. He's a dreamer, dude. It should have been about DACA or yeah. something. <laughs> you know, touch on those subjects. Let's keep it in America. Yeah. Like, here's the thing. We know that he's going to have a trilogy. You know, we know he's going to be in an Avengers. They might touch this stuff. Yeah. You know, so it's like, okay, it'll come. We'll wait. It's interesting because... You know? Um, a few other comments that I was reading too. And I typically don't read comments like this in depth, but this was a fun thing because I actually got to talk with people in the comments back and forth and it was completely cordial. Mm. And I understood what they were saying and they understood what I was saying. And it was dope. It's actually what I kind of wanted, right? Yeah. But the one of the things that people were saying that I disagreed with were like, what did you expect this to be? Like a Sundance art film? Like, why is it? That it doesn't have to It doesn't yeah. have to be. This is just basic stuff that I think that every film should hit. Yeah. You yeah, know, very much like I was so disappointed with the fact that they were the same people at the end that they didn't change mm-hmm. because like, that's just not the hero's journey. Dude, this is a superhero film. Yeah. This guy doesn't like seem to learn or change a bit. Dude, one of the things is like, what do you say? What do you mean? He didn't change. Didn't you see that? Um, he fucking, uh, what's the guy? He went with like Benedict Wong into the, I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with growth? <laughs> no, he got invited into the whole Marvel s- sphere. He's like, oh, you're in for a big ride now. You thought that was crazy. It's going to be crazier for you. But it's like, but how, where does he, why is he important? In yeah. This and I think it, once again, it boils down to what a lot of people were just okay with, right? But one of the things that I also really disagreed with was, hey, we've never had Asian heroes on the big screen. And I'm like, then why the fuck does everybody talk about this man on my wall right now, Bruce Lee? Or the people who came after him. Exactly. So fuck Bruce Lee then, huh? Yeah, what about Harold and Harold and Kumar? Yeah. Fuck John Cho, huh? (laughs) But this is what I'm saying. Like, we just, people were going crazy about Tarantino because of how he portrayed Bruce Lee in his film. Yeah. And everybody was up in arms about it because of their hero growing up was Bruce Lee. Yeah. And then now the narrative is that I never grew up with Asian male heroes, masculine Asian heroes. Yeah. What, what the, the fuck? fuck were you saying about <laughs> Bruce Lee, you assholes? You know what I mean? Like, so, it's so yeah. weird how you can elevate this new Marvel hero, but you could, but then you shit 
on what other people have done before this character. Yeah. Right. So I, I disagree with that. We have had plenty of strong male Asian, not plenty. I'm sorry. Not, yeah, not a whole lot, but, but we still, have had it. Not, not to the point of like complaining this much. Jackie Chan, <laughs> yeah. Jet Li. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. There's just, just a lot of stuff too. Like, like once again, I, I enjoyed that people. Ha- the, I love the conversation. The, the character is the Kung Fu master. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that has to be part of his play. You know, it's just that, you know, his story should have been in America. That I think that's our biggest I would have complaint. liked that a lot too. Yeah. Like it, 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 it could have touched on the Ta Lo stuff. Sure. A whole lot. But what if, you know, uh, when Wu came to America and he, and he started some shit and he started fucking around with the idea of like perpetuating Asian hate, maybe his actions was causing people to blame, you know, immigrants because of these things. Like these are real topics to touch on that they could have. They yeah, didn't, they didn't touch it. They just wanted to please. Chinese Once again, it's life. it's it's not a Sundance film though, yeah. Ed. So you oh, can't. God. We can't right. really do that. Yeah. You know? But I think it's okay. Like I think it's okay for us. No, it's more than okay. We should expect better things, right? If I've enjoyed Marvel films, I want that same level of attention and care. I will never ever forgive them for putting him in Vans jeans and some Vans sneakers <laughs> and that bejeweled top. I will yeah. never forgive the costume designer for that, right? And, you know, even to go into this, Marvel, there's nothing wrong with the casting either. I think they cast the film pretty fucking good. I think Marvel's best attribute is whoever's casting Marvel films, you do such a fucking good job. Like, who else could have filled Simu Liu's role? Actually, I don't know. He does martial arts. He does stunts. He's a Canadian-American or Asian-American, right? Yeah. Casting's great. Aquafina played the awkward, goofy sidekick partner. Who else would you have casted for that role? I don't really know. Yeah. So the casting was great. It's just the film, I didn't really like as much. Yeah. You know? It, it had everything, but someone didn't seem to double check on the story. Yeah. yeah. It, it was it, very it, much, it, that's everything we were talking about. We yeah. weren't knocking on like anything but else. But what happened that. was with that, then I, you know, when I, a, a couple of my friends were, were talking about it too. They're like, they're, I'm pretty sure it's, it's their hardcore fans of Simu. Right. Because mm. we did a previous podcast before where we disagreed with his public statements about Bob Chappick. Right. It wasn't Bob Iger, it was Bob Chappick. Right. And that I was still, my bad because I, I said Bob Iger. <laughs> yeah. Um, disagreed with it. I still disagree with his statements. I think. Yeah. And listen, too, like people wanted us to talk, talk about this topic, too. It was when um, Simu Lu recently is under a lot of fire because he used to be a Reddit incel. <laughs> <laughs> You know? Oh no! You know he was yeah. the the you know. By the way, like Reddit's cool. Like the, those forums are really dope. Dude, I can't spend enough time on that shit. Yeah. So he was one of those people that had an anonymous anonymous account that just kept writing his opinions and thoughts about everything. Right. He was the prototypical Reddit incel, and for me, it makes sense now. It's like this is why in every single one of his social medias, he's always shitting on somebody. He's always like chastising people, like you know, trying to be the hero of He's the Asian- moral morality pro- police. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And you know, it, 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 I was reading this article too, where they were talking about, they, they brought up a tweet from him from like 2019 where he's saying, listen, I'm not perfect. I'm going to say stuff, but people have an ability to change and grow hundred percent true. However, the reason why he's getting burned now too, is because you are now a hypocrite because you don't show people that same amount of grace. So when you put yourself up on this moral high ground, you're going to have to stay there. Yeah. You you can't be up here, look down at everybody, and then when you fuck up, you say, Well, people can change. You have to give people that same grace, mm-hmm. you know, which is gonna be his biggest flaw. Yeah. Right. The other thing too is for him, like when you're on Reddit, 
the one of the best things about Reddit is that you can stay anonymous. <laughs> he chose not to stay anonymous. Once he got yeah. a name to himself, he goes, people need to know who this is. Yeah. <laughs> Why, Simu? Why? Why do that? Why? Why? So Notoriety. Notoriety or something, right? Because, you know, and I, and I, and I said this too, there's a little bit of narcissism involved in this, right? Yeah. It's for you to go on an anonymous platform and feel that now that you have a name, it's like, well, people need to know who these opinions are coming from because it's going to mean more now that they know it's from me, the star. Yeah. It's like, bro, be quiet, <laughs> please. Like you are now the face of Asian American males, right? This yeah. is what you wanted. Well, once again, you did that and then you're so busy chastising everybody else, letting know everybody know how much of a piece of shit they are. Well, guess what? Now you have this moral standard that you always have to abide by because people are going to come after you now, bro. Dude, I came across the subreddit he was on, lurking on um, and commenting on uh, like in 2014 or something, something way back when I first got on Reddit. And I just remember it being so sad and so whiny. Mm -hmm. It's basically just Asian dudes complaining about Asian women dating white guys. (laughs) It's just, it's sad, you know? Sounds like a couple like, YouTubers um, I know. Yeah. <laughs> nah, yeah. it's been a while. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was pretty much like he was identifying with them really hard, you know? And I was just like, damn. Hilarious. I, yeah, you know, you, I, I came across that subreddit and I was like, nah, I'm not touching that shit. That's the thing. Like I, I've had places where I am just angry with the environment I was in because I was in the bumfuck middle of nowhere. With a bunch of racist methods. Getting fetishized by some Colorado hillbilly. Yeah. <laughs> For real. And it's like the last place I wanted to find solace is with those motherfuckers. Yeah. And it's just being angry at people for the sake of being angry, yeah. you know? And listen, when you when you go through a lot of like trials and tribulations, specifically when you're getting bullied because of the way that you look, speak, and your culture, it's easy to harbor hate. But when we start doing Blanket things and condemning everybody. How are you any better? Yeah. You know? Yeah. You so, can't just start generalizing. Everyone's like that. Everyone's like, yeah, like you, you experience this annoyance like multiple times, you know, more often than people should. But then it's not healthy to actively seek other people who share the same kind of like hate or yeah. anger or whatever. That's not healthy. So if you guys are also wondering too, like the the comments that he made under his originally anonymous Reddit was that he decided to put his opinion on the idea of what a pedophile is, right? <laughs> and he wanted to show sympathy to pedophiles because they are human beings. Right. So when you read this whole thing in context, he is trying to eloquently say like, hey, let's care about our human people who well, science is showing that pedophiles actually have a disruption in their gene or something like that. I'm not using the right uh, scientific yeah. terms. I'm not a scientist. A mutation in their genome, I think. Yeah, that causes them to be pedophiles. So just they're, like being just, gay. <laughs> that's what he's <laughs> just like just like years ago, we didn't realize that people were just born gay. So it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, is what it was coming off as. In my mind, I'm thinking, what made you think that this was a smart thing to fucking say? Yeah. Why? It's like a lot of people were going to figure out who it was because he was still anonymous in the post. Yeah. But he said, I recently played a pedophile on this show that or whatever. Yeah. I think and people put put it together that it's him. Yeah. And look, whether we have an opinion on what he said or not, it's just literally how the media was going to eat that shit up. Um, Shows a lack of foresight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For himself. It's it's it's. 
Why? <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? It's like, what are you doing? Shut the fuck up. And then like later in different posts saying, hey, I'm Simulu. Yes. <laughs> Why? Why you do this? Yeah, I can't Like I'm, I'm trying to root for you, dude. But you keep doing stupid shit. Cut it out. I'm not telling you like the fucking Ann Coulter LeBron James comment, just shut up and dribble a ball. I'm not saying that. But bro, you, I feel like he thinks that his opinion is law. Like he needs people to understand how well-versed and woke he is on these subjects. Look, they don't need to. But that's the exact thing about wokeness. That's why I keep saying wokeness is a theology. Mm. That it's not like, because there is no woke Bible mm-hmm. yet, right? Our society today is just debating online. And, and there's no real woke constitution yet though. Yeah. Right. So this shit is just theory. And what you have out there though is an echo chamber on Twitter or wherever you wanted to voice your opinions on it mm-hmm. to have a, this different perspective or whatever, but you gotta, I don't know, put your name to it and all these things. You're really risking yourself with having a thought like this. Or yeah. And then also too, I mean, he also got burned and a lot of like Asian women are coming forward because I guess they, once they knew who he was in this space, they knew that person who would write these comments and they were trying to dig up older Reddit posts that he did, where, uh, uh, you know, topics of him having an opinion on women. And now they're calling him a misogynist. Once again, this is alleged. I've never read them. I can't agree with this, yeah. you know, but I, there, there was a post where he talked about, what was it? It was the whole unpopular opinion thing or. Yeah. yeah that it was subreddit. Unpopular, unpopular opinion. opinion. It's like, I hate playing sports with women because they're weaker than us. Yeah. I'll I, say some stuff too. <laughs> yeah. And then the last line is, come on guys, you guys are with me. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys with me? Yeah. It's like. Someone back me up here. Shut, just shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. why did you do this? Play in an all men's league then, dude. I know. Like, but like, you have to understand too. It's like. This is what I was talking about. You have to understand the level of narcissism that you have to have to want to write this and still have people just want to give you praise for being extra woke or giving people alternative thought. Yeah. Simu, if I could ever give you some advice, right? Opinions do matter, but first thing is first, get off your fucking moral high horse if you want to be able to condemn other people, yeah. right? Or have an opinion about the stuff that they do. Because the, the the backlash that you get from saying that you are a person, I want to be the, the face of Asian males and morality and how people should treat each other. You have to follow that code to the fucking T, right? I always state this before, even when he and I are on this, po- when, when Ed and I are doing this podcast, these are opinions. We're always going to make mistakes. Our opinions are going to change because people are always going to drop knowledge on us 24 fucking seven. Yeah. This is how we feel at the moment. And by the way, too, 99% of the shit is jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're on here because we're trying to laugh. <laughs> exactly. We're just, we're joking around. We're laughing. This is what this podcast is for. Yeah. And that's why we dissect deep. Yeah. yeah. And so for him, because he put him in this position, there's no way that you're not going to get backlash. The second advice that I would give you is shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up. You are doing amazing things right now. You are the face of an Asian American franchise. Your opinion about women being weak in sports needs shut the fuck up. Please. <laughs> I beg you. I beg you. Be quiet. Because yeah, I mean, there's the there are other perpetual like stereotypes of us being misogynist or yes. treating our women poorly. 
you know? I mean, and then the other thing is he's constantly like, there's a, I saw a meme. <laughs> I saw a meme of him shirtless with a stunt coordinator or whatever. And they have like rock and abs. They're just fucking mm-hmm. chiseled. Right. And then it was something about, you know, something, what'd you say about Asian stereotypes? Like having abs is anti-Asian stereotype. What? This is what I'm saying. But it's the fact that you got into that shape to play a Kung Fu master. Though. <laughs> It's like, you just got to accept the role, man. I know. <laughs> this is so fucking like, funny. How are you going to keep speaking out against like, you know, fucking stereotypes when you are now the most famous Kung Fu master? I know. You know? It's, but once again, it's just lack of self-awareness too. And once again, it's that, you know, he has to admit too, and other people might understand where I'm coming from. It's like, it's not a place of hate. It's just, I... Why you do this to us, man? Yeah. Like, we don't need this. It's the same issue that I had with him attacking Bob Chapik when he's giving, you're, you're given this amazing role that's highlighting Asian Americans. And you, you took what this man said to basically further your personal agenda of making yourself look like this Asian hero. Yeah. There is, this is not even an opinion anymore. It's fucking fact. I'm sorry. And it's showing in a lot of the stuff that he's doing. So once again, my biggest advice to him as of right now Shut the fuck up. Keep doing dope work. Keep doing dope shit. Do what you're doing, right? This podcast is sponsored by HelloFresh, my friends. HelloFresh makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable, and especially delicious. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. Get better value. HelloFresh is over 30% cheaper than shopping at grocery stores with pre-portioned ingredients that ensure you won't spend money or waste excess food that always ends up in the trash when you follow these online recipes. HelloFresh eliminates all that. Super easy, super delicious. And guess what? Everybody thinks I'm an amazing chef when your boy just following HelloFresh. And by the way, if you guys are worried about if you can customize it, well, guess what? You can do all that stuff in the app in minutes. You can even skip a week when Whenever you need to, uh, there's food preferences that you can change, and you could also change your delivery day all in the app. It's super easy. And if you guys are wondering, did you talk about something called Green Chef as well, David? Well, guess what? Green Chef is owned by HelloFresh. It just gives you more options. So go to hellofresh.com/brain14 and use code brain14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. Once again, that's go to hellofresh.com/brain14 and use code brain14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping so remember my friends hello fresh america's number one meal kit thoroughly think about what you're going to say your opinions should be opinions and that's perfectly fucking fine right but when you go out of your way first of all the fact that you just went unanonymous on reddit is fucking stupid like <laughs> it's like if you're gonna be you know not anonymous then be true to yourself who you really are. Yeah. You know, those anonymous thoughts are like those inside thoughts. Yeah, they're inside thoughts. That's why they're anonymous. You know, and you (laughs) thought that you were going to put somebody on this next woke level of thinking, right? Which once again, serves your personal ego. Yeah, It's not because you're trying to shed light on the situation. It's because you're trying to make yourself look amazing. So cut that shit out. You're doing dope things. Continue to do that. Kill it in this space and the rest will fucking follow. It has been proven Time and time again. And I truly believe this because when I went to, so uh, we went to the after party for uh, like Blue Bayou. Right. Right. Great film. Great fucking film. Um, There were agents there. There were people 
in the film industry, whatever, I got to meet one of my fucking heroes, Benedict Wong. Right, right. right? I saw that. <laughs> this man, <laughs> Benedict Wong, by the way, I always talk about him on this podcast, how much I fucking love him. And we've gone back and forth on DMs. Yeah, you know? I'll do. Right, so I never, you know, he, maybe he's being nice. I don't know this, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm standing there and I'm super shy as fuck. And I'm sitting across and I'm just like, oh, that's Benedict Wong, man. Like, he doesn't know me. Like, we've talked here and there. We always write comments and stuff. And I'm just going to stay over here. I don't want to say anything. And he's talking to Khalif. And Khalif is letting him know how much he appreciates them. And he stops Khalif. He goes, hold on a second. First of all, thick ass UK accent. <laughs> hold on, mate. Right? <laughs> he comes up to me, goes, you. <laughs> wow. Comes up to me, gives me the biggest hug ever. Oh, that's I dope. damn near cried, dude. I <laughs> almost fucking cried. That's your ticket into the next Shang-Chi, dude. Sh- yeah. Dude, Shang-Nom. Shang-Nom. <laughs> <laughs> Wong comes up to the dog yeah. and says, this is my son, Shang-Nom. <laughs> yeah. I damn near fucking cried. And you know, like, and I used him as an example of the film of how he delivered his lines. And I wish other people would have delivered it like how he did. Yeah. Super fucking funny. Very subtle. Didn't need to be over the top. Mm-hmm. Right. But once again, this could just be because of the writing of Shang-Chi. And I don't think it's the any of the actor's faults. Right. Uh, even if I thought some of the acting was a little eh. Yeah. But I'm just being critical of somebody who's viewing the film. So, but once again, to my point was what I was saying. It's like how much the work that you do is important. Not just to yourself, but how other people perceive it. The reason why Benedict Wong knows who I am is because of Gook. Oh, he saw that. He saw yeah. Gook. And it made an impression on him. Yeah. And so he was giving me shit. He's like, why aren't you acting? Ooh. You know? And I should, <laughs> lightweight hurt my feelings. <laughs> I was like, hey, like I'm opening up food businesses right now. I need to get this out the way. I have obligations towards it. So, you know, and then I heard from other actors and agents. They're like, hey, who are you signed to right now? I'm like, I'm not acting right now. I was signed to a top five agency. I'd let them know who it was. They're like, cool, you're not with them. Are you acting next year? I'm like, not yet. They're like, come on. Yeah. You know? mm. So I'm not tooting my own horn, but Gook is one of the things that I'm so fucking proud of. Yeah. If I never acted again, I don't give a fuck because I got to create this piece, right. you know, with a good friend of mine, Justin. So I feel like in his case, it's like, bro, if you do great work, it's going to be recognized. You are already going to be an undeniable person. Yeah. Stop sucking your own dick so fucking hard looking for people to praise you for every little fucking thing. You're trying so hard to be the face of Asian American men about what what morality is when it comes to race relations. You being an amazing person and a good person and being in the position that, you, that you're in is going to reflect that already. Yeah. You can do it without serving your ego. Yeah. Look you're at, good. Look at Tom Hanks. You don't really know what he's thinking at all. <laughs> but we love him. Yeah. You know? You know? <laughs> yeah. That would be my advice to him. I'm pretty sure people in this inner circle, if you guys aren't giving him that advice, you are not his fucking friend. Yeah. You're too busy out here reposting his shit saying like, you're doing this great. What What is your inner circle saying to you? Because I have my inner circle that are always going to bring me back down and center me. I, I think that's the problem with maybe uh, the entertainment business or at least the the performance side of it is that once you reach some certain status or you book a great part or, you know, whatever it is, you're the hot ticket of the moment. Um, this is your chance. Yeah. This is your chance to say something. Now you have authority because now you're famous or something. And it's like, when was that the case? You know, because you were a famous star, now you can say some shit. Like, <laughs> like uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, not that nobody shouldn't have to feel this way. But then when you're saying one thing about representing all of us and then saying shit that doesn't represent all of us, 
Yeah, that's a detriment. And who said that we wanted you to represent all of us? Why are you putting this? Why do you get the fucking WC belt, heavyweight belt of all time of Asian <laughs> men? Like nobody asked you to do this. Nobody is saying that you need to. I think what we want is just for you to be excellent at the stuff that you're doing. Yeah. And it's going to reflect on us really well, especially during this time where we are being seen and we are being heard. So I feel like he's the biggest person that's getting in his own way. Right. You keep mm. doing this stuff. And you once again, you keep serving your personal ego instead of doing the, the, the task at hand, which is you being an amazing artist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're getting in the way of yourself. Look at Steven Yoon. Mm. Um, he's an amazing actor. Right. And he has his opinions, which, as I think, Simu is super entitled to about Asian masculinity, Asian film or whatever. But he does it through his work. And then when his work shines and then he speaks up because there's a foundation for it. It, it hits heavier with us, yeah. right? I think Simulu is going to be on that same track, but he has to stop doing, I, he doesn't have to. What I mean is like, I feel like for me, as somebody who wants to be a big fan of his, who is going to support and root for him, you're getting so caught up in social media shit. You're doing kid shit right now. You're, 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 you're trying to be the social media warrior. Cut right. that shit out. Social media is also a tool. It's not for you to always voice your personal opinions about every little fucking thing. Right. You don't have to. So like like a, a hammer is a tool, but it can also be a weapon. Yeah. Right? Same way social media is a tool. Um, yeah. But then you don't always have to weaponize it, man. He's following the likes. Yeah. You know, that's why he put up the thing. Asian American males are what? Like Asian people haven't had abs? <laughs> <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? I personally don't know what it feels like. Yeah. I'll tell you what, man. I've had abs and you know what? It didn't make me happy. <laughs> you know? So yeah. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to have carbs. I've never seen somebody <laughs> so happy eating Denny spaghetti in my life. <laughs> it's like shit. this fool was in prison for 20 fucking years and he finally came out and he ate something else aside from melted hot Cheetos and government cheese. Yeah. <laughs> the way you eat Denny spaghetti is like somebody eating the the finest A5 Wagyu prime oh, steak dude, ever. For sure. Like when I when I go to like really expensive Italian restaurants and I, I, I'll have to order the spaghetti, what? I get upset because it's like not Denny's. <laughs> You'll be I at Denny's and he'll stop his meal. He goes, somebody bring the fucking chef out. <laughs> 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 Compliments to the fucking chef. Yeah. Did you boil these noodles? Yeah, my man. <laughs> Did you overcook these noodles just the way I like it? <laughs> oh, it was a little, yeah, it was a little chewy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love it. You, my man, are doing God's work. Fucking kisses the guy. Yeah. Dude. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. Um, hope you enjoyed that conversation. Once again, I'm going to always root for, you know, a lot of these Asian Americans that are out there that are, you know, in the front of media. But I'm always going to have an opinion about what they do. Yeah, You know, I don't think that he's handled the Bob Chappick situation very well. And I wish he just wouldn't have gone on the incel Reddit rants. Yeah. But once again, it is what it is. Have some forgiveness in your heart. If you're going to shit on people 24-7 and go get on your moral high horse, it's easier for people to take you down. Humanize yourself a little bit, bro. Yeah. You're human too. I understand we all make mistakes. And if you want people to give you that same grace, you have to give it out to people as well. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> now let's all pray together. Let's hold hands. Let's hold hands. Well, you can find Ed at Ed Park VP. Yep. Check him out on his Instagram. Um, you can, obviously, you can catch him on uh, the Genius Brain podcast episodes every Thursdays and Sundays, all the way up till this December. In January, we are going once a week. Um, so enjoy that. Once again, we're not leaving, but once a week. 
in January. And there's going to be another project that's going to come up that you guys will hear about as well. Um, well, we'll I don't see. even know about this. You're going to tell me after. <laughs> I think, yeah. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Bye.